Hey everybody, how you doing? My name is Spencer, and you're a word nerd. Welcome to the dictionary. It's on all the podcast places, or at least most of them, and also on the YouTube place, where you can watch this show, and watch me and, and my shirts and my hair and my face and my hands and all that stuff. Uh, let's just get right into it. We have a lot of more, lot more of these inside words with the endo prefix, and uh, I don't know what most of them are. So let's let's learn some fun new things. And I'm installing an update on a thing at the same time. Okay, the first word is endoscopic. E n d o s c o p i c. Adjective from 1853 of relating to or performed by means of an endoscope or endoscopy. And uh, we had endoscope in the previous word. And are we... Endoscopy looks like it's uh, not... doesn't have its own entry here. Yeah, it was just at the end of uh, endoscope. Endoscopy was a noun. Uh, so uh, there's no example. Endoscopical? Is that how you say that word? No, endoscopically. That is an adverb. So if somebody is looking inside of your throat endoscopically that means they are looking through a tube that's got probably a camera at the end of it they can't put their eye up to the end of the tube to see the it's it's all wendy and baby it's not going to work that way endoscopic uh yeah okay good good one What's what's the sound effect going to be today? I don't know. Is there a sound that's like inside of a thing? It goes, phew. That's, that's an inside sound. Next is endoskeleton. Ooh. Noun from circa 1847. Aren't, is my skeleton endoskeleton? This is an internal skeleton or supporting framework in an animal. Uh, endoskeletal is an adjective. So yeah, uh, unless unless an animal like a crab or a lobster has an exoskeleton, most all the all the other skeletons are endoskeletons. But, but do we ever call them? I think it's only like scientists and proper people like that are using the actual term endoskeleton. I mean, technically, we probably should be using it all the time, but we don't. Uh, we just say skeleton because it's assumed. Talking about a skeleton, it's on the inside. Uh, it's uh, it's Halloween time for me. Uh, today is October twenty fourth, seven twenty two a.m. and the, uh, we 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 like to walk around and look at the, the houses that have their Halloween decorations. And of course, there's there's a whole lot of skeletons. And um, just a couple of days ago, we were walking around, and I just you know you, I sometimes have this thought. It's like that thing is inside me right now. There is a skeleton inside me. I have a, I can feel the bone right there. There's a skull and a femur and ribs and all those things. You can feel them, but you're never going to get to see them. You don't get to see your own skeleton. That's not how it works. I'm sure it's a very standard, normal skeleton inside of me. But yeah, we all got them. If you don't got an endoskeleton, you are not living. You are not with the living. Okay. Next word. Uh, what do we got? Endosome. Endosome. Noun from 1887. A vesicle formed by the 
invagination and pinching off of the cell membrane during endocytosis. The that word invagination goes over to the second line, so I was confused. I've also I'm not familiar with that word at all, so I have no idea what that is. Uh, endosome. It's a vesicle that is formed by the invagination and pinching off of the cell membrane during endocytosis. Well, what is endocytosis? Can we go back to that one real quick? Uh, that's just on this page over here. Endocytosis is incorporation of substances into a cell by phagocytosis or pinocytosis. Um, so it's things going into the cell, and uh, that's that process of endocytosis. That makes sense. Um, and so something that's formed when the there's a, a pinching off in the cell membrane, when there are things going into the cell, I guess the membrane has to pinch off, has to stop letting things inside of it. And then there's a vesicle, whatever that is exactly, that's that gets formed during this process, and it's called an endosome. Because something about the inside, things are going inside, maybe it's on the inside. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Phew. Next is endosperm. Noun from 1819. A nutritive tissue in seed plants formed within the embryo sac by division of the endosperm nucleus. Endosperm nucleus is actually our next word. Uh, let's see. This is from the Greek word sperma, which means seed. That's all a sperm is. It's basically a seed, uh, something that something will grow from it, kind of. Um, so it's inside seed plants. Seed plant is that the seed of a plant? Nutritive tissue in seed plants formed within the embryo sac by division of the endosperm nucleus. Well, what's that? You might be asking. Phew. The endosperm nucleus is two words, noun from circa 1902. The triploid nucleus, oh boy, the watch, the watch is really bugging me. The triploid nucleus formed in the embryo sac of a seed plant by fusion of a sperm nucleus with two polar nuclei or with a nucleus formed by the prior fusion of the polar nuclei. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah, I when it gets to these plant things, I don't really know what it's talking about. Um, I guess I, I can put a link in the show notes for endosperm nucleus and then just endosperm. If it sounds interesting, if you like plants, if you want to learn more about plants, go there and check the link. Phew. Endospore is next. Noun from 1875. An asexual spore developed within the cell, especially in bacteria. Okay, so it's asexual, which means uh, in this context that it can uh, reproduce on its own. Um, developed within the cell, especially in bacteria. So I guess in bacteria, the cells in bacteria, um, this, this thing, this endospore can develop inside of a cell of a bacteria. Um, and it's, it can just reproduce on its own. So whenever it's ready, it's like, hey, I'm going to reproduce. And I'm, it's inside, so that's why it's an endospore. Phew. Next is endosteal. E-N-D-O-S-T-E-A-L. Adjective from circa 1868. One, 
of or relating to the endosteum. We're going to talk about that soon. Two, located within bone or cartilage. Something inside your endoskeleton, uh, inside the bone, inside the cartilage. You got cartilage in your nose, in your ears, something inside of there. Is the is would be described as endosteal. Um, endosteally is an adverb. There's no etymology, so let's move on to the next word, which is related. Phew. Endosteum. Noun from circa 1881. The layer of vascular connective tissue lining the medullary cavities of bone. I don't know if I said that word right. Medullary. M-E-D-U-L-L-A-R-Y, medullary or medullary, something like that. Okay, so this is a layer of tissue, connective tissue, that lines the medullary cavities of bone. So inside your bone, you might not realize this, but there are, there, there's a, it's not completely solid. There's uh, holes and pockets inside of it, I guess, I think. And, uh, and so inside of those, there's this stuff, um, and it's on the inside, and uh, so it's, and it's a layer of this stuff, and it's called endosteum. It's inside your bones. It, endosteum is in the endoskeleton. What's the etymology? It's from the end prefix plus the Greek word osteon or osteon, which means bone. Uh, and there's more at the word osseous, O-S-S-E-O-U-S. Again, that's uh, that's bone-related. So, yeah, if you see something maybe that starts with O-S-S or O-S-T, uh, it might be related to bones. What are, what are, what are those other words? Um, osteoporosis, is that a word <laughs> that I may have just made up? Uh, that's, that's related to bones. Ossify, is that like when something turns into bones? So... In this context, with endosteal and endosteum, we're actually using the E-N-D prefix because osteal and osteum is the rest of it. you got to have the O there. It's not the E-N-D-O prefix because the O is from the bone part of the word. Okay, so then endosteal is just uh, related to that stuff that's on the inside of your bone. And then, uh, yeah, just located inside the bone is endosteal, and endosteum is the stuff. Okay, I think that's it for that word. Is this word related? Probably not. And here we go. Endostyle. Endostyle. Yeah, I mean it's it's spelled like it sounds. That your style. What's the ins? What's the style of my the decorative style of my inside organs? Noun from eighteen fifty four. There's, I don't know if you've noticed a pattern, but a lot of these endo words, they're in the 1800s or early 1900s, and so there was definitely something going on. You know, they were learning about, that was a, a time when they were learning about uh, biology, mostly, I guess, uh, opening people up, dissecting people, uh, and so they, they came up with all these endo words. Okay, endo style is a pair of parallel longitudinal folds projecting into the pharyngeal cavity in lower chordates as the tunicates that secrete mucus for trapping food particles. Mm. 
Mmm, I, I always love trapping food particles so I can eat them later. Uh, trap them, trap them in my, my beard that I just cut down this morning. So it's in lower chordates or chordates. Uh, I, I don't, I can't remember what those are, but example of a lower chordate is a tunicate or a tunicate. And let's, let's look up what this thing is. A tunicate or a tunicate? It is. Okay. This is a thing that lives in the water. It is a marine invertebrate and it looks like, it looks like a vase. It looks like a vase. It's got, uh, it's just a whoop, and then there's a little hole at the top, maybe a couple of holes depending on the tunicate. Um, and so this is, there's two, a pair of parallel longitudinal folds projecting into the pharyngeal cavity in lower chordate. So it's, um, so there's the, there's the hole, uh, there's a couple of holes at the tops, the top of this tunicate, and uh, maybe those are the endostyles, or within those, there are some folds uh, that as food just sort of comes in to the, the hole at the top, it just gets trapped in this endostyle fold, and, uh, oh, and it, it secretes this mucus, so it's like a, it's like a sticky, a sticky paper. The food comes in, I don't know, it could be just a little food particle or a li tiny little living creature, and it gets stuck on the mucus on these things, and that's, and it's, it's, uh, it's on the endostyle. What's the, the, with the style word? Uh, it is from the Greek word stylos, which means pillar, and there's more at the word steer, so maybe it kind of looks like a pillar? I don't know. I mean, this tunicate itself kind of looks like a pillar, but I don't think that the endostyle... I'm not sure about that one. Uh, let's see. Fascinating. This this creature looks so cool. I definitely got to post a picture. Well, I mean, it would be way off alphabetically. Um, maybe if I can find a picture of the endo style of a tunicate, that might be interesting. But yeah, this is, it's a cool it's a cool living creature. If I were you, I would want to go study marine biology because there's some fascinating stuff down there. <laughs> Next is endosulfan, or endosulfan. This is a noun from 1961. A toxic crystalline chlorinated insecticide and a caricide, C9H6Cl6O3S, used especially on food crops. Okay, so you're growing some crops in your farm, and you need... You don't want any insects on it, so you're going to use this. It's an insecticide. It is toxic, though. It is crystalline, and it is chlorinated. It's also an acaricide. I don't remember what that is. Um, this doesn't really seem like something that we want to be using too much of or at all. Uh, I don't really want something that's toxic to be put on the food that I'm going to eat. Yes, I understand. We got. We don't want the insects eating it, eating the food. But you know, maybe there's a better way. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, well, I I would like to think. I hope that there are insecticides or something that's. First of all, I want something that's not going to kill the insects. I want something that's going to deter the insects. I also want it to be completely ingestible by humans, so we can eat it no problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Endosulfan, I don't know if they're using this. 
maybe we should look it up. Put a link in the show notes for endocelfan. Is that are we still using this? What's going on with this endocelfan? And why is it endo? Uh, it doesn't say specifically why. Um, hmm. Yeah. Inside of what? I don't know. I don't know. Froom. Next is endosymbiosis. Ooh, what's this going to be? It is a noun from circa 1940. Symbiosis, in which a symbiont dwells within the body of its symbiotic partner. A symbiont, sim, endosymbiont is a noun, and endosymbiotic is an adjective. Okay, so uh, I, I mean, I've heard of these these symbiotic things where one thing is living on another one, and it's it's sort of beneficial for both. Uh, but this one is on the inside of the other creature. Now I don't know of an example. Let's see, endosymbiosis. Um, what there must be like a couple of things. Uh, that that this they're just all all the time living inside one organism living inside the other one it looks like a cell cells are a common common thing where this happens um let's see any other examples insects yes bacteria living in insects oh it freaks me out a little bit marine invertebrates here we go no pictures unfortunately uh phytoplankton other thing, plants, lots of lots of examples of these endosymbiosis, fungi, bacteria, yeah. So uh, yeah, something living inside the other one, and I think it's helpful for both of them. Let's confirm symbiosis. Yeah, I think I think that means uh, that it's good for both of them, if I remember correctly. I can't read this whole thing right now. Uh, yeah, nature is weird. Shoom. Next word is uh, endo th- endothesium or endo th- oh endothesium thesium or thesium e n d o t h e c i u m noun from 1832 the inner lining of a mature anther. What's an anther? I, I used to use the book itself to go find these older words that we talked about. Uh, oh, it's a part of a stamen and a plant that contains the pollen. And so the endothesium is uh, its just the inside of that. The anther is mature. It's ready to go out into the world. It's very proper. It's not telling fart jokes. And, uh, and it's ready to produce that pollen and pop it out into the world. And uh, the inside of this thing is the endothesium. Fantastic. Next is endothelioma. Endothelioma. Noun from 1880. A tumor developing from endothelial tissue. Um, endothelial tissue. Well, we're going to... I think the next word is related to that. So let's talk about that. But yes, the endothelioma is a tumor, and uh, I think that that O-M-A suffix, that might mean, that's. I think that's related to tumor somehow. Endothelium is next. Noun from 1872. One, an epithelium, 
of mesodermal origin composed of a single layer of thin, flattened cells that lines internal body cavities and the lumens of vessels. So much stuff I don't understand. Uh, Let's see. An epithelium, we haven't gotten to that word yet, so I don't know what that is. It's of mesodermal origin. Okay, well, we did have, uh, let's see, we had endoderm, is that the, and then meso, that's mesocarp, though, not mesoderm, was there, but we did have endoderm, but did we figure out what a mesoderm is? I don't know, the endoderm, oh yeah, that's that's when an embryo is being, so maybe the mesoderm is the next layer outside with a, a lot of substance there. I don't know what we're talking about, though. Um, lumens, vessels, flattened cells, body cavities. It's a thing inside, I don't know, cell something, endothelium. Number two is um, the inner layer of the seed coat of some plants. So, yep, we're talking about plants again, the seeds. the the It's like the cell of the plant. It's maybe not a single-celled, a single-celled organism, but it's like the thing that has all the stuff it needs to grow and to create a whole new thing. Uh, and so the endothelium is just, uh, it's its a part of it on the inside. Uh, anything else we can sort of figure out from that? Endothelial, that is the adjective. It ends in an L. And um, yeah, that's about all I can figure out. Lumens of vessels. I think that's got to be something. Next is endotherm. Noun from 1940. This is a warm-blooded animal. We humans. We humans are endotherms. Um, Because, let's see, I'm looking for some etymology in the next words, and I'm not seeing what I want to see. But therm is something to do with temperature, basically. That's probably the easiest way to say it. So what this means is your temperature, your body temperature comes from your inside. Your body is built in such a way that it can create its own body heat. It can get you up to your proper temperature around 98 degrees Fahrenheit. But there are other animals, I guess they would be called exotherms, like lizards, that need cold-blooded. We call them cold-blooded. Uh, because they need the heat of the sun or a heat lamp to get to the proper body temperature that they want to be at for the day to uh, to do the things that they got to do. Um, otherwise, they get too cold and they're like, I can't, I can't do stuff when I'm too cold because I'm cold blooded. I'm an exotherm. I'm I'm cold blooded. I'm an exotherm. You're warm blooded. You're an endotherm. So yeah, the the temperature comes from the inside. That's what we are. You are an endotherm. And you are watching this show. Next word. Endothermic. Or just endothermic. Adjective from 1884. Uh, That's a big difference between endothermic and endotherm. Uh, 46 56 years. Um, So we talked about things being warm-blooded before the term. Warm-blooded? I don't know. One. Characterized by or formed with absorption of heat. Characterized by 
absorption of heat or characterized or or formed with absorption of heat uh so so i guess so is this is this different is this that we are i don't really understand what what this is talking about formed with absorption of heat or characterized by absorption of heat you are absorbing the heat how is this endothermic i thought it was that you're creating your temperature from the inside but you're absorbing the heat or you're i don't know i don't know i don't understand uh, but number two, the synonym is just warm-blooded. My blood is so warm, I'm an endotherm. Maybe the next one is going to help us. Endothermy. Endothermy. Noun from 1922. Okay. Physiological generation and regulation of body temperature by metabolic means. And then also, the property or state of being warm-blooded. So, this is physiological generation and regulation of body temperature by, by metabolic means. So, it's your metabolism. It's the way that your body is processing the food that it gets, the water that it gets, the maybe the heat that it gets. That would be photosynthesis. We're not plants. Um, and so, the way that the body is processing everything then uh, creates... Heat creates energy, uh, body temperature. It creates the temperature of the body, and uh, and then it regulates it. It keeps it at the right temperature. So, I guess if you're like, uh, uh, if you're sick, if you're sick, your body needs to make it hotter to kill the infection, to kill whatever it is. That's why you get a temperature. You get a you get a hundred and hundred degree temperature. Because, yeah, your body is heating up to kill whatever's going on. And it's all, I guess it all comes from your metabolism. So what does that mean? If you have a slow metabolism, maybe your body temperature is lower. If you have a high metabolism, maybe your temperature is a bit higher. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, endothermy is all about how your body is doing this and creating your, your own body temperature. That's what it is. It's the temperature on the inside. Okay, I think we got one more. It is endotoxin. E-N-D-O-T-O-X-I-N. Noun from 1904. A toxic heat-stable lipopolysaccharide substance present in the outer membrane of gram-negative bacteria that is released from the cell upon lysis l-y-s-i-s so when lysis happens uh these the outer membrane of gram-positive bacteria that is released something is released the end of the toxin the toxin is released the thing about these definitions is that they're worded i guess technically properly but they're all like sort of out of order in a weird way a toxic heat stable lipopolysaccharide substance present in the outer membrane of gram-negative bacteria that is released from the cell upon lysis. So this is on the outside of gram-negative bacteria. And when lysis happens, this toxin comes out, this uh, lipopolysaccharide substance comes out of the cell, and it's a toxic 
it's it's toxic and it's heat stable so it can uh, i guess it can still still survive still live in a hot environment uh well, i don't know anything else about that endotoxic is an adjective okay a lot of stuff that i just didn't really understand today so i i don't know which one i'm gonna pick as the word of the episode we had today endoscopic endoskeleton endosome endosperm endosperm nucleus endospore endosteal endosteum endostyle endosulfan endosymbiosis endothesium endothelioma endothelium endotherm endothermic endothermy endotoxin okay well um I definitely understood endoskeleton, and I mostly understood the endotherm words. There was three of them. Um, I think I just got to pick endoskeleton as the word of the episode. Uh, We don't ever talk about our skeletons being endoskeletons. I have a skeleton. You have a skeleton. They are endoskeletons. All these songs, I think, are the same. Can we do something different ever, ever? You got to do this a lot, so it's hard to come up with new stuff. I have an endoskeleton. You also have an endoskeleton. We are endoskeletons together. Our endoskeletons are dancing. (laughs) Oh, the, the worse, the better. That's what I say. Uh, All right, let's now bring up the movie list and talk about another movie I watched because I want to talk about movies and I just, this is a good place to do it. It's a good place to do it at the end of a word podcast. Uh, Okay, 101 Dalmatians. Uh, Took me a a little while to finish it because I would watch a little and stop and watch a little and stop. Um, At some point, I was looking through the Disney Plus uh, list of movies and they have them all alphabetical. And I thought, well, maybe maybe I should start watching a lot of these alphabetically. I don't need to watch all of them. There's a lot of things that I don't want to watch or need to watch. Um, but there's a lot of stuff on the Disney list that I have never seen before. And, uh, and so I was like, hey, you know what? Let's just do this alphabetically. So I, I went with 101 Dalmatians. I hadn't seen that movie since I was very small and young. And I remembered nothing. I remembered so little about that movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's good and quick and I love the, the, the dogs and the twilight bark and, um, the, the, the animal rights message. This is from like 1961. I love this sketchy style. Uh, we talked about this in the episode with Josh Filch. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, so if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it for a while, I recommend go check it out. Um, and then spoiler alert, I did watch the next three 101 Dalmatians movies that are on that list and I'll talk about those later. I have so I've gotten through 4 I think of Disney alphabetically. But I haven't it's been a while since I watched one. I haven't had time. So I'll get around to it again. Uh anything else to say about 101 Dalmatians? Cruella DeVille is a fun crazy character and uh the the the, the puppies are so cute. The poopies. All right. That's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.